Folks, and welcome to episode 75 of the Boring Live of Interesting People podcast. I am Daniel. And I am Katie, Lady Lamy's case with the gay mess. We're the 27th PhD, a.k.a. the new little K. Remember like three years ago when we did a 50th episode? <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't, because it's been three years. <laughs> Four years? Fuck, how long ago was that? It was when we had like seven people in my apartment. Really? Yeah, we did it here. Oh. It was you, me... Dan, Katie, mixtape. Oh, that's right. Maybe, Aww. maybe Kit. I think Kit. She might have been here. Is here, there, there. whatever. <laughs> the second time I think I've ever talked to her was <laughs> with microphones as well. Maybe like third time. <laughs> anyway, how are yeah, you? She was on. <laughs> I'm. I'm good. Tired. She- I just finished with not just but i finished yesterday with a no two days ago (laughs) (laughs) with my last final of the semester i proceeded to sleep for 19 hours yesterday that's why i don't know i will do it and then i went to work really early this morning and yeah how did how did school go how did finals go uh you know but i'm almost done so (laughs) vegas (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. Like, I I'm more comfortable now, but at the same time, I actually I was writing down a case to tell you about for Kate teaches us things, and I realized that I I didn't include it in my analysis, and it was immediately pertinent to the problem. <laughs> so, oh wow, yeah. So I'm not feeling too good about that final, but <laughs> okay. Um, well, <laughs> best of luck. Yeah, thanks. How are you? I'm doing well. Um, I put in my notice at my job to leave that place, so that's cool. Exciting. I'm gonna be a little cagey about where I am going because it's a it's a bigger kid job. I'll tell you when we're done recording exactly what it is. But yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's it's more legit than what I'm doing, and I kind of care about it and haven't started yet. So, but bigger, bigger, better things, and I'm really excited about it. And I start January seventh. So my, my my current workplace is currently scrambling to cover me, <laughs> and it's entertaining, and I kind of feel bad, but I kind of also don't, but I'm trying to be helpful at the same time. So uh, sure. I'm kind of high on that still, and it doesn't seem real because, I don't know, I posted on Facebook today after almost a decade of working there in various places I'm leaving, so it kind of seems like the norm. So yeah. whatever though, yay! <laughs> yeah, I, you're gonna be so much happier, and oh, congratulations! Thank you. Cause... <laughs> you're gonna have a career, Daniel. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I will say it's similar to what I'm doing, but in a much better environment. So that's good. Much better, much better environment. And apparently, if I do it for a bit and it's cool, it works out. I can transfer closer to something I want to do within the giant thing that this is so i am excited yeah i haven't figured out how exactly but i'll I'll start looking into it once you know i'm i'm proven myself as a competent individual so that's the biggest thing i got going on right now and it's still new and weird and scary so 
Yeah. That's exciting. Yeah. And it still hasn't even happened yet. No, so. I know. <laughs> also, why I haven't said anything because get a call tomorrow. Hey, uh, JK. Oh, I understand. Right. Good, good, good bit. Good bit. Hey, work. Uh, you know, I'll just go ahead and leave. I'll figure something out. <laughs> yeah. I mean, honestly, if that happens, I do hope you don't like go back to them uh... and be like, uh. <laughs> Uh, I feel like they would welcome me with open arms, but also it has been almost 10 years. And I, my, my plan for the year, regardless of getting a new job was the day before my anniversary there was to just not go back. Right. Yeah. Put in my notice for that day to be my last day. And they're like, Oh, can you do two more? Nope. One more. Nope. An hour more. Nope. I refuse <laughs> to work here 10 years. Yeah. On that's, technicality. That's how I was when I left uh, my, uh, other job of which we will not speak. Okay. Because it was just like, <sighs> I don't know. I I I think I told the story on the podcast, but I mean it's been fucking forever. So, um, I put in my two weeks notice and I had the the letter all typed and signed and everything, and it was my last day. And the HR manager came out and she was like, "Oh, I accidentally shredded your uh." Your resignation letter. Ha 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 ha. Can you write a new one? And so I wrote it on like one of those longer sticky notes and I just like signed it and I was like, get fucked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wrote a yeah. very eloquent like letter and in it I say, I, I like, there's a whole paragraph where I say, like, I've always fantasized about leaving a job, like not showing up or going out in a very big dramatic way, but I, I just can't bring myself to actually do that. <laughs> Like, I even mentioned, like, a big sitcom ending, but I, I just can't. So I'll do my best to help you guys out because you've helped me out. Like, honestly, like, over, the, over like, the last 10 years, they have helped out with, like, covering, like, letting me get off early to go go play or see shows or, like, you know, give me a hell of time off for my wedding and uh, honeymoon and stuff. And they really didn't have to do that. They were able to accommodate, and I basically covered myself in other ways there. But still, they could have just been like, eh, fuck off, so... Yeah. I'm trying to play ball. They've played ball. <laughs> so we're we're well, that's good. Yeah, we're good, but it's gonna be better. Uh <laughs> what have you been up to lately? Um, I have I mean school. Yeah. But huh? uh Thanksgiving was a thing that happened between <laughs> now and the last time we recorded. Oh yeah. Um so my mom and Barry came down and me and Dan and them went to Thanksgiving at the Green Dragon up in Carlsbad. Because uh, we can't host at our little dinky apartment, and we also can't cook, so there's that. But uh, it was like a buffet kind of thing, and it was so it's it's like a tavern, historical museum kind of place, um, and it has like a bunch of historical objects from the revolution and that kind of time, <laughs> that kind of time. Why, I don't know. Why are they in Carlsbad? Um. So it, Carlsbad is a super um, uh, military. I don't want to say intensive, but they have a high concentration of military personnel there, um, and like most of the artifacts from this museum are like war based. <laughs> That's basically all they did in colonial America. <laughs> uh, that makes um, sense. I mean, it just seems like <laughs> out of the way for these things to be in California, considering like the 13 colonies and all that stuff. Well, yeah, it, it's an homage to the first green dragon that was in like Massachusetts or something. So it makes more sense. I have questions when... about the green dragon. <laughs> Absolutely. Go on. <laughs> 
What? <laughs> what is the green dragon? Um, it is, as far as I could tell from the two seconds we took looking at a dragon that was on the wall, it's made of copper, and it's supposed to be outside. So I think what happened was they made, or bronze, or whatever it is, metal that turns like green when it's oxidized. I think it's copper, but like the Statue of Liberty. Yeah. Um. So I think the original owners of the Green Dragon probably made a statue out of, I don't know, copper. And it was originally like the Copper Dragon, and then over time it faded into the Green Dragon. I don't know. That's just all history I made up, so... <laughs> that might not make it history by definition, but I, I like your, uh, uh, your confidence. Excuse me, yeah. have you ever heard of drunk history? Yes, how have you been drinking? Uh... I mean, I've only had one <laughs> meal today, so... Okay, it's almost the same. <laughs> oh, uh, what have you been up to? I mean, aside from shenanigans with work. Yeah, aside from work shenanigans, uh, I actually meant to bring up this story on the last episode. Uh, so it's from a while ago, but I thought it was still fun. Katie and I uh, took a day off that was supposed to be a big event that wound up getting canceled. So we still oh, no. <laughs> uh, we still had the day off, so we decided to um, to just kind of have it for ourselves. So we went to the Folsom Prison Zoo, uh, not Folsom Prison Zoo, the Folsom. <laughs> That's fucked up. Oh my god. <laughs> we went to the Folsom Prison Museum, and uh, so we pull up. We get in like the parking that's for the museum and visitors or whatever. And it's uh, Folsom Prison is a world famous active prison where uh, Johnny Cash famously like recorded an album and played there and stuff like that i think um metallica did a music video there yeah they did saint anger was recorded there um so we get there and we walk up we see like the official visitor center which is where people whose family friends whatever are incarcerated go to check in you know get pat downs make sure they're not going to break somebody out all that shit and we realize okay we're not going to that one that's clearly not where we need to go so we see this building across the way, and I see these guys out front, and I start walking up to them. I'm going to ask them, like, where the museum is, and they're, like, staring me down, kind of giving me weird looks. And I hear a voice from somewhere else going, you can't be over there. And, <laughs> and I was like, uh, okay. He's like, are you looking for the museum? I was like, yeah. He's like, all right, get over here. I was like, oh, okay. He's like, get away from there. Like, okay, okay, we're coming. So we walk over, and we're basically just walking towards the prison, and there's a big stone archway. I don't know if you've ever been. Have you been? Mm-mm, no. So there's like a big stone archway and we go underneath it. And that's like where a guard is that checks in, checks in cars that are coming and going. And he goes like, oh, yeah, you guys couldn't be over there. I'm like, oh, yeah, I, I gathered. He's like, those are inmates. I was oh, he's like, <laughs> he's like, they're not allowed to talk to you. I was like, oh, that's so good. That, thanks for stopping that because I was about to ask him where this museum was. <laughs> he's like, yeah. So on the way out, way out, go on the other side of the street and don't like talk to them. I'm like, oh, OK, OK, great, great, great. Cool, 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 cool. <laughs> He's like, all right, so here's a museum. Uh, if you want to take a picture in front of the prison, you may go up to that corner there, and he points maybe like 15 yards away. You may not go further than that corner. Uh, any pictures you take of the, the prison or museum or whatever, they can't have faces of guards nor inmates. I was like, those rules seem completely fair. So we go inside, check out the museum, and it's a lot of just like bullet shells and stuff that was confiscated from prisoners from over time. Like, or, you know, they get out, they leave their stuff. There's like a, a giant dragon made out of soap. Um, hey, yeah, green dragon. <laughs> exactly. I, I think it was green, actually. 
uh, there's like a bunch of memorabilia and references to Danny Trejo, the actor, because right. he was in there briefly, and mm-hmm. uh, Rick James, who was, oh shit, yeah, Rick James was a piece of shit. He beat the fuck out of he like he beat the fuck out of women, tied him to chairs, not in, like sex oh, ways God. and like terrible torture ways that may have been sexual at some point, but I don't think they were terribly consensual. Uh, yeah, it's terribly. It's, <laughs> yeah, there's there's stuff online you could find out about Rick James, make him not not the best guy. And the whole Dave Chappelle uh, resurgence thing is gross. Um, but he was incarcerated there. They had his guitar. It's a beat of shit uh, guitar, but it's, oh, look, a guitar. Um, and then they have a whole back area that's just like Johnny Cash shit. And the best part about the Johnny Cash room is they have a binder of all this information, who Johnny Cash is, when he played Folsom Prison, all this stuff. But it's just print screens of web pages. So it's like it's like the Wikipedia entry from like the first maybe screen that would pop up. So the mostly that has like where they're born, like who their parents were, who they married, all the links that would take you to like stuff below, like their early life. And then right before it would start any real information, the page would cut off. It would go on the next website they did this to. Oh, my God. It was it was like a really strange museum that was like kind of fun still, even though it was just basically three rooms. And uh so we checked that out and it was it was fun then we went to like a record store and got some ice cream but yeah we got yelled at at a prison by a prison guard for exciting and you almost talked to prisoners (laughs) we would have talked at them and they would not have responded hopefully otherwise they would have gotten in trouble and i would have felt bad i'm not sure what happens i'm assuming nothing right away but yeah they get put in shoe (laughs) didn't you ever watch orange is the new black i watched the first three seasons and i was like i cannot anymore and have not gone back but yeah, if they just misbehave a little bit, they go in solitary. Well, they, they those, those guys are being... <laughs> you saved them from that. Yeah, those guys are being very good, and uh, no one said hi to us or anything. I think they were talking to one another, which seemed okay, but then they were looking at us like, don't talk to us. Everything makes sense now. Um, so yeah. <laughs> that sounds exciting. It, it, was, it, was a weird, it was a weird day. I do like that you went and got ice cream afterward, though. Yeah, there's um this place in Sacramento called Sweet Dozens, and in Folsom they have a another store called Sweet Dozen Cones, and they have cones that are made of like donuts, and then they fill them with crazy ice creams and crazy toppings, and it winds up being like one of those crazy shakes, but still in a cone. Mm-hmm. And Katie and I split one because they're ridiculously large and sweet and stuff, and it was very 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 good. And then at the end, when you're done finishing, well, like done eating the ice cream. You sort of un- unwind the uh, cone like you would a cinnamon roll. Mm-hmm. And it's very, very good. I think that they. fucking incredible. I think they won the like first donut fest competition in Sacramento. <laughs> and rightfully so. For sure, yeah. Is it cheating, though, to have ice cream in your donut? Uh, I don't. They. We went that first year and they did not have the ice cream. They simply had the oh. donuts. And their donuts alone are also very very good okay that's fair they're one of the crazy hipster flavory donut places but they can still throw down on a maple i had one of their maples before <laughs> throw down on a maple mm-hmm. all right right met down seven to five is throw down <laughs> on a maple oh are you okay do you want a podcast right now you sound like you've been beat up or you fell down recently oh no i it's just I fucking hate it. I'm getting old and I just make like those stupid noises. Like whenever <laughs> I sit down, I always go. Ugh. 
It's the worst. I. Your, it makes me sad. Your dogs are painting. Or something. What? I don't know. I'm trying to throw out old timey things for if your body hurts. Oh. Okay. I'm not good at being old, even though I'm older than you. <laughs> and I'm missing. Oh, I've already missed it. If I was not podcasting right now, I would be watching Jeopardy. So my, I, my inner I'm old very man. Very sorry. No, no, it's I'm I'm fine with it. We actually uh, streamed an episode on Netflix beforehand, so I got my fix. <laughs> <laughs> It's awesome. I'm like an old millennial, which I think is a Eliza Schlesinger special. What? Elder millennial. Who is uh, that? I don't. I anyway. don't know who that is, but comedian. Okay. Oh, anyway. Yeah. Uh... <laughs> what else have you been up to? Um. So the day after Thanksgiving, we decided it was a great idea to go to the zoo, thinking nobody else would go to the zoo; they'd all be shopping. Uh, and no. we were wrong. Yeah, I, I saw that coming <laughs> from a mile away. That seems like a bad call. <laughs> Uh, it was still really nice though, and like the the zookeepers were doing their best to keep the animals really active, so it was it was like really pleasant, and they weren't like hurting them or anything. They were just like stimulating them. They were giving them like you know gourds and pumpkins and stuff to mess around with. Um, but yeah, it was awesome. I like the zoo. That zoo's amazing. San Diego Zoo. Yeah, I I think that's where Katie Bear and I went, and we were a guest at a gorilla birthday party <laughs> that's incredible we came around the gorilla there's they have a gorilla there right has like the the big sanctuary that says like don't look it in the eye and all that stuff or was that somewhere I thought else so i think that's san francisco oh uh, i text her right now she might be able to hurt san diego she says san diego so so there oh. we were at i a don't par- remember seeing the gorilla but i mean we didn't we didn't really spend that much time in the monkey area, so... You were off at some other party? We were off at the... We're going to take 12,000 hours looking at each exhibit when the animals aren't doing anything, even though we've only gone through a quarter of the zoo and we're only going to be here for one day. And it's 5 o'clock and they're closing. Oh. <laughs> yeah we did it all in one day and like looking back it's kind of impressive because yeah, there's a line when there's like four or five bears in a row and that's where we spent most of our day and i think we went back to the otters like three times yeah that makes sense yeah for us that's absolutely like normal <laughs> um and then after we went to the zoo we went to um the best thai place i've ever been to oh what a call uh, it's called bon thai oops B A H N Thai. And it's in University Heights. So next time you come to San Diego, you guys have to eat there. It's this little like hole in the wall place, but oh my god, I had garlic chicken and it's Oh <laughs> it's so garlicky. So good. Oh, snap. Um, I'm on board. They have obviously it's a Thai place, so they have vegetarian options. So Yay. Yeah. It's very good. Uh, other than that, everything else, well, I watched a couple shows uh, and played a game, but the only other thing <laughs> that I have to talk about is my excitement for Aquaman. Okay. Oh. I, so I'm. we're going to see that. I, I think it looks fun. Uh, I think the dude playing Aquaman is a weird choice. 
Cause no. I, well, physically, like he looks like a version of Aquaman. I say a ver- <laughs> I say a version because I grew up watching the Justice League cartoon with a fucking crazy announcer, and uh, he was just like a dude in a green shirt and orange speedo and blonde hair, and he swam real fast. Then yeah. there was a version of the comic book where he looks like a Nordic god, and yeah. he's closer to that one, minus the Nordic part, I guess. But yeah. that that guy is such a stiff actor, especially in like Game of Thrones when he's, I mean, he's Cal Drogo. Well, but this, okay. Okay. So I watched the first like few episodes of Game of Thrones and I agree with that. However, I also think that that is partly due to his character. Oh yeah, that makes sense. So I don't know. I, I don't think he's necessarily a stiff actor. I think it's just that the way he looks and the things that he's typecast in uh, push him towards stiffer roles. Kind of like um, the girl who plays Khaleesi. And like, I don't know. I still give her that, um, I guess, shell <laughs> for why she was so bad in um, Solo. But yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I am in love with Jason Momoa, and Dan knows it. And oh, Katie Bear is as well. Uh, yeah, he's a beautiful mountain of a man. I absolutely get it. Yeah, so I'm gonna have a lot of fun. Oh, and I'm watching. Um... <laughs> <laughs> I didn't that, mean to say it like that. That anyway. absolutely sounded like you trying to get past the the fact. Like <laughs> I'm totally gonna masturbate watching this movie. Anyway. <laughs> no, no, no. Um, but. Uh, I am going on Saturday, this Saturday, because uh, I have Amazon, and Amazon gave me tickets to an early showing. I didn't know so, they did that. Yeah, I, that. I just logged in at like the right moment, and I got uh... me and Dan tickets, and I'll tell you how great it is. All I right. won't give you any spoilers, but I'll just be like, he's so wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> Everything's aquatic. It's beautiful. Pretty much. Dan's afraid of the ocean, so we'll see what happens. Oh, I did not know that. Yeah. <laughs> well, if I now we also ever... recently went on a cruise that I was supposed to go on, but my school didn't let me defer my finals. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going on a on an ocean voyage, though. That's not a good excuse. <laughs> Pretty much, and like I emailed them back and forth several times, and like by the end of it, they were just like, "You can't go." <laughs> <laughs> But um, uh, speaking so of yeah. films, I believe yes. we both uh, witnessed Fancy Beasts Two. Oh yes, yes we did. Uh, that could probably be its own minisode, but nah. I <laughs> I was really right. confused and mad at it at the point, but I'm over it now. Um, I I thought it was a, a, another good movie. I think I still prefer this series over the Harry Potter one. This one less so than the last one, simply because this one had just more fucking kids in it, being kids and angsty teens carving shit into desks and I don't want any part of that but I understand that's what the books are This there's no actual books on these but whatever and well I don't know I liked it but I also didn't I don't know I don't know how to say this in a, a nice way so I'm just gonna go ahead and say it, Do it. I, I didn't get confused and it seems like a lot of people did so I think that heavily impacted the way that I interpreted it because I thought it was like, I thought it had just the right amount of shit going on, especially for, like, the next movie in a series, which you could totally tell, like, even without 
knowing that they were going to do like five of them or whatever, um, that they were just like going to drag it on. But, um, I don't know. I liked it. I like the beasts, which there were far less of. This yes. Time. I thought that was a big problem with it, that there were not as yeah. many fun monster things. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I like, I like Nagini's backstory. I don't like what's going on with Credence, but I get it. Like, okay, that's the only reason he'd be relevant. <laughs> Spoilers for Fantastic Beasts and where to find them too, the crimes of Grindelwald, whatever. Uh, so his whole story arc is what I was confused about because it felt like yeah. every 15 minutes he had a new family that he was instantly in love with and that someone was lying to him about who his family was and like no it's not them it's me no it's not me it's them no it's not them it's me oh jay kidding it's uh it's it's dumbledore jay kidding jay kidding it's <laughs> dumbledore which i'm still like all right fine everyone lied and was wrong i don't buy dumbledore either but they're like they ended the movie with that and uh, he's his brother bullshit i don't buy it either yeah which but, i mean it's... i mean like why is that bad i think that's interesting and i think that that you know there there are kids like kids that are going through adoption and all that kind of stuff who actually have to deal with it and like they don't ever really explore it in movies so just saying all right fair, <laughs> fair enough but i just mean him as this evil thing that just sort of exists and now well, he's with uh dumbledore's ex and they're gonna have to share custody and <laughs> figure out which one's so... gonna be weekend dad on which weekend the thing is, though, is that Credence isn't evil. It's just that he's he doesn't like understand interactions with people, and so um, Grindelwald is taking advantage of that and making him evil. So, like, he's totally into it now, obviously. But like before that, if he wasn't faced with a choice of, well, I need to find out who I really am versus I'm going to stay with the snake lady. <laughs> um, I think I don't know could have turned out differently but and, and like I text you about after seeing the movie like I also don't buy the relationship between Grindelwald and Dumbledore at any point uh, yeah like I guess if they were the only two gay kids at Hogwarts maybe that's <laughs> no like that's what I'm saying if you find out you're the only gay kid you find the other gay kid and that's your only option in the school I guess you're going to go for it. Maybe that's the only time I buy it, but I just don't see them together. Well, they seem I like think... they run in different circles completely. I don't think that. I think Dumbledore wasn't that popular as a kid. Like he's good at what he does, but I I just can't envision him with a ton of friends. I definitely envision him picking out one or two people that he really likes and spending his time with them. Um, but I also think that he was attracted to Grindelwald because he is powerful. He's like the only other most powerful wizard aside from Dumbledore, right? And so there's that. And I think he's probably attracted to Grindelwald's like I don't want to say flamboyance because that's rude, but I mean it in like a. He's, he's dramatic. He's got a <laughs> yeah. He's got a flair to him. I get it. Right, um, and so Dumbledore, I always see as this like middle ground sort of. He likes to make sure things are balanced and like he's 
definitely a great character and when you have something as volatile as Grindelwald I think that that definitely attracts char- like characters and people who are uh, more middle of the road and try and solve things with like mediation so I mean it works from the standpoint of he probably just has really bad taste in men but <laughs> I mean I don't know it doesn't seem that off to me but I also kind of have bad taste in men so it's fine <laughs> take that Dan um, <laughs> not Dan though <laughs> I, I know what you mean I thought it was funny take that jab um, <laughs> unrelated to films uh, Katsubo and I went to Disneyland again as uh, yeah. we're wont to do uh, we went with my parents this time it was fun it was fun showing them kind of our tips and tricks and all our secrets and stuff and then uh, my mom was sick unfortunately like she just kind of had like a bad flu so she kind of dipped out every every once in a while to go take a nap and just kind of not be overwhelmed by people still said she had a good time. Um, but this Disneyland trip wound up being kind of a, a very different one for us. Cause we, we basically go once a year now. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this is the first time we've gone since they opened Pixar pier. And have you been since it became Pixar pier to nope. California adventure? <laughs> All right. Have you done California adventure? Yeah. So they just basically repainted the, uh, in- the uh, roller coaster over there, California Screaming, and called it the Incredicoaster. Mm. And it's great. It's okay. it's very much improved. Like, they added some characters throughout the ride and gave it, like, a, a, a story of basically trying to catch the baby like the entire second movie is. But um, it's a lot, a lot of fun. And okay. the ride's still exactly what it was, but then there's fun little things here and there. Like, at one point, they uh, introduced the Cookie Num Nums from the second movie. So uh, so a tunnel smells like cookies and as soon as you ooh. get off as soon as you get off the ride you get dumped out right next to a cookie stand and every time I was like man I want a cookie but I know what they're doing <laughs> I'm not going to get a $6 cookie Disneyland eat a dick Yeah for sure That's um, cool though Yeah that was cool and then it's also the first time since uh they switched over Tower of Terror to the Guardians ride That's right I forgot about that. Yeah, I haven't been in like seven years. Like even the last time I went to Disneyland, we only went to Disneyland. We didn't go to California Adventures. So, yeah. <laughs> but um, Dan said that he's gonna take us soon because so his cruise started on our anniversary. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so uh, we're gonna celebrate it in a little bit uh, when we have time. But yeah, he wants to take me to Disneyland. Yay. Yay! Uh, I had three weird things happen on this trip, though. Okay. On the new Guardians ride, which is the Tower Terror drop mechanic, just like more intense, more drops, etc. Um, mm-hmm. We went off with my parents on the second day, I think. And um, I ha- we always take a backpack where we have like sunscreen and water and snacks and whatnot because we're, you know, we're like packer people. So mm-hmm. uh, we brought our stuff in and around the shoulder strap of the backpack, we have this water bottle with a lid that has like a loop on it. So the lid doesn't get away. And I put it around the strap so I could just kind of have it dangle and get water whenever we wanted. And we get in the ride. I put the backpack under my legs and we do the first like quick rise. And the water bottle, which is attached to my backpack, moves over and touches my mom's foot. And she's like, <laughs> and she says, oh, I think the water bottle got loose. And I know I didn't get loose, but I decide, like, I'm just going to calm her nerves and I'm just going to move it over. So I go to reach over with my foot to kick it under my legs and we have our first drop. 
And oh, as, no. <laughs> as we're going down, my backpack comes out from under my legs, goes up in the air, and is above my head. And I'm just watching it go up, and it's so strange. <laughs> it was like some weird anti-gravity thing, and I'm just like trying to catch it. And before I can get my hands on it, we go the other direction, and the water bottle slams on my fucking head. Oh, my like, God. It's going down, we're going up, and I just scream, fuck! <laughs> so loud. And, like, I grab my backpack, and I'm holding it against my body, and the entire rest of the ride, I'm rubbing my head just because it hurts so bad. And, like, we get done, and Katie's like, that was pretty fun. I'm like, I hurt myself. <laughs> oh, no. And I, and I tell her what happened. She's like, I had no idea. I was watching the ride. I'm like, I know. I'm okay, I think. <laughs> I think I had a pretty good-sized welt, but I had a hat on the rest of the day, so we were fine. But, yeah, my head hurts so bad. Um... Then the next day, the last day we were there, uh, we went on Indiana Jones and we always, we typically start our days with it for some reason. And yeah. we went on, yeah. go ahead. Uh, no, we always do. Cause it's when the ride or the, the line is shortest. Cause most people go to space mountain first. Oh yeah. That makes sense. Uh, we usually do Indy, go get a fast pass for space mountain, then do other shit for like two hours. Right. Yeah. Uh, so we um, went on Indy and we're going through it and like everything's working. Like all the animatronics seem great. All the fire, everything's like going off like perfect. Like it's the only time it's been this fucking good. And we're on the last turn. The boulder comes. It, we duck down underneath it and we go around the, the curve and my phone flies out of my pocket. <gasps> and it lands on the step you get on to get in the ride. And like an Indiana Jones move, I put my foot out to try and put my foot on it so it doesn't get away. <laughs> And we go around another turn, and it flies off into the dark. Oh, no. But the, the funniest thing was, like, as it went off, the screen was lit. So I just see, I look behind me, and I see this, like, faint white-blue glow <laughs> in the back. And I, I just tell Katie, I'm like, fuck, I lost my phone. And she's like, really? I'm like, yeah, it's, it's like on the last turn. We get off, we find a explorer person, whatever their character is supposed to be. I'm like, hey, I lost my phone. Like, oh, I was, or, like, where? I was, like, on the ride. It was on the last turn. He's like, oh, no. We can't, like, stop it to get it. I'm like, ah, okay, that makes sense. He's like, when the ride breaks down, and it's going to break down. And Katie and I are like, yeah, we're, it's going to break down. <laughs> He's like, when the ride breaks down, come back here. Um, and after every time the ride breaks down, we do a sweep of the track to pick up anything that fell out of people's pockets, came off, etc. So we'll get your phone, and we'll hold on to it. Like, he, do you have the app? And we're like, yeah. He's like, all right, keep an eye on the app. As soon as it come, goes down, come back here. So, like, all right, great. So we go off, and he... He says, like, tell the lady over there, every, like, the situation and what your phone looks like and et cetera. So we tell her, and she's like, all right, just in case the ride doesn't break down throughout the rest of the day, go to Lost and Found and uh, just basically fill out a report that you lost it. And at the end of the night, you might, you'll, you'll probably get your phone back. So we go over to City Hall. They, I get in line. They tell me to get out of line and call a phone number. So I call a phone number, and I'm talking to the girl on the line, who I'm assuming is just, like, on the other side of the wall at the desk. <laughs> and I, I'm telling her about my phone, and my phone's an iPhone with a, a white case on it that has an otter wearing a red beanie. And I tell her that and she goes, Oh, it sounds so cute. <laughs> and I was like, it really is. I love my case. And she's like, Oh, I hope we find it. That's really adorable. I was like, yeah, thanks. So we, we go off with my parents. Um, and I think we're on Dumbo and we're about to head off and go do something else. And Katie's like, Indy's down. I'm like, all right, we'll meet up with you later. We're going to Indy. 
So we get there. We tell the situation. It happens to be the same lady I talked to. She's like, oh, yeah, the guy with the otter phone. I'm like, yes. She's like, go through the, <laughs> go through the exit and go, uh, go find it or go find the people over there. So I get there. They're like, what are you guys doing? I'm like, I lost my phone on the ride. And the girl goes, oh, a red one. I'm like, yeah. And it's got a white case. She goes, yeah, it's got a chipmunk. I'll go get it. And she goes down the hall. And, and I'm just, I turn to Katie. It's not a fucking chipmunk. <laughs> I, I realized later maybe they said Chipmunk because Chipmunk is part of the Disney family with your Chip and Dale. But uh, it's it's definitely an otter. So she comes back, yeah. gives me my phone. It's it's scuffed up. It had like a lot of just black oil from the ride on the back of it, but oh, no. but because it landed on the back of it on the case, it was it was fine. That's good. So I, I had my first loss on a ride and but I won. So I was really, I was really annoyed. Like I was like, oh, it's kind of, that kind of sucks. But there's a story here, and then there is a story. Yes. Also on the last day, um, they shut down some parts of the park to film their Christmas special. Mm. So they had a, an additional parade that happened at like eleven in the morning that had like D-level Disney stars that I could not tell you who they were, but they <laughs> announced them like you were supposed to care, and there was like three people like, yay. <laughs> And uh, they came out and I think took pictures of the people and gave out some some swag. And I, I overheard this while I was on the phone with Lost and Found. And they had like giant cranes out there with um, cameras on it and stuff. And we were like looking online trying to figure out who was going to be there. Because the front of the castle was shut down. It had a stage in front of it. And we kept reading that like a couple like really big acts were going to be there. But they were either filming at Disneyland or Disney World because they happened doing their Christmas special on the same day. I think to throw people off or something, but they didn't really announce where who was where. But at that, at the end of the night, like we kept hearing sounds coming from the stage and they were shooting off fireworks at like weird times as that like synced with uh, the end of songs. And we get off of, uh, I think the jungle cruise and we're coming to get uh dole whip and just go to the Tiki room. Cause it's like, we're here for three days. We never do the Tiki room. I remember hating it. Let's go see it again. <laughs> so we're about to do that and I'm like hold on I'm going to go see what the sound is I turn on the corner and there's somebody singing Feliz Navidad the Christmas song mm-hmm. and I was like who is this and I go up to a security guy who's like waving people on I'm like who is this he goes um that's Gwen Stefani <laughs> like I'm a fucking idiot and yeah it's definitely Gwen Stefani but I'm like that's not Gwen Stefani right yeah it was Gwen Stefani she, she sang a couple Christmas songs and then the end of end of them had big fireworks and it was a really weird thing because i i stopped and was like i never thought i'd be seeing gwen stefani live but at disneyland at too. disneyland <laughs> i was like uh on like a thursday i was like i'm just i'm gonna go see a bunch of robot birds sing songs and be like racially <laughs> insensitive instead so that's what we did that's exciting yeah it was it was overall a very unique trip and uh i've been meaning did to you still hmm? sorry did you still hate the tiki room uh, i kind of do yeah, okay. it's it's all the birds are like weird stereotypes, and then the yeah. song the songs are really annoying. I, I think yeah. it it could definitely use an update, but it's one of those classic rides. I wonder if it ever will get one. I think it will, cause they uh, updated the Swiss Family Robinson Treehouse to make it Tarzan, and they are going to have to change Splash Mountain because it's very racist. Not even, like, marginally racist. <laughs> well, the source material of Splash Mountain is racist. The bears and animals and stuff, they're not. Like if They you... aren't. That's very true. But, I mean, like, they could 
turn it, that into a Winnie the Pooh ride and the Winnie the Pooh ride into something else because I hate ooh, that Winnie the Pooh ooh, ride. Them's fighting words with Katie Bear. <laughs> we went on that shit like four times. I'm so sorry. Like It's like it's just a ride through thing where you see like boards move around and like an some animatronics, but it's fine. Like my favorite ride of all of them is Mr. Toad's Wild Ride. It's just like plywood moving see, around. I don't know, like that ride is dark enough. I don't know if they put a floor in on the Winnie the Pooh ride, but when I wrote it, it was just like it was like fucking aluminum. <laughs> just like the ground was just aluminum and I was just like what is this? It's like you didn't even try. It's like the ceiling know. of a small world is just ceiling tiles. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my god, we were stuck in uh, the the haunted mansion one time, and it was in the room with the crystal ball. In fact, it might have been at Paris. I don't know, but um, they turned all the lights on, and he saw the ceiling tiles, and it does. It's just no. like I know. <laughs> Horrible. Of all rides, too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I miss Disneyland. I haven't been for like two years, I think. I say that like it's horrible. No, I know. We sound like really elitist prince right now. <laughs> Going like once a year, every couple of years, and just like, I need my fix. I, I mean, my fix. <laughs> we're we're already planning on going again. Uh, Katie's sister wants to have her thirtieth over at Disneyland, <gasps> which is in August, which I think sounds cool. However, Star Wars Land opens in the summer, and it's going to be fucking chaos for a long time. Yeah. So we're trying. But hey, at least you get to see it like as soon as it opens. Yeah. So there's that. <laughs> we're we're trying to like push it maybe one way or the other, but uh, ultimately I think we're going to wind up going in August again, and I'm yeah. not that upset about it. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, to be honest, though, it's going to be crazy for like three years after they open it. Sure so is. It sure is. It, it really doesn't matter. Yeah. I've been wanting to go back to Universal, actually. There's a handful of like dumb things we didn't do. Like we didn't do the uh, Waterworld stunt show. But uh, there's like a Kung Fu Panda thing now. I do that. Mm -hmm. But like Simpsons Land, I just want to be there. And like, I want to I want to eat at the Harry Potter restaurant. It sounds really good, and like the whole world there is fucking amazing. Like I don't yeah. Like you know, I'm not the biggest Harry Potter guy, but like I I can definitely admit like oh they fucking nailed this. Yeah, they totally did. I was really impressed with it. Um, I did not like the rides there though. Oh so... no, no, that like shitty three second coaster. Well, that was the only one I could ride without getting motion sick because the rest all of the rest 3D? of the rides. <laughs> are just motion sick machines every so, single thing is 3d and they shoot you with water yeah the only thing that isn't is the three second roller coaster that you wait <laughs> unless you have a fast pass you wait three hours in line for yeah and uh the jurassic world thing so oh yeah oh and I mean, the uh, studio tour which is just an hour in a tram and then they shake yes. you around like you're being in a drag race or something that was fun yeah yeah, I like I like it, but uh, the last time we went, I was sitting in just the right spot to get sprayed right in the face by the um, <laughs> the raptors. There is a scene where they have the raptors, right? They like take you in that little tunnel and then they like go through a bunch of different. Oh no, maybe I think it's a Fast and Furious thing. I don't know. Yeah. I got sprayed in the face with water and I was really upset. So <laughs> that sounds about right. I mean, like it was like. Do you remember that time at Sacramento State when we were walking past each other and I got like dripped in the eye 
uh, with some water and you didn't say hi to me because <laughs> you said that I looked like I was having a really bad time. I don't remember, but that sounds like something no. I would do. <laughs> For some reason, not ask you how you were, just avoid it and be like, you look like you're having a bad time. I'm going to go somewhere else. <laughs> yeah. You texted me right after. And you're like... Did I apologize? Because I should. Uh, I think you did. Yeah. I think you started off with like, sorry. Cool. That'll help you again. <laughs> but anyway, it was like that. It was horrible. So, but I'd like to go again. I just, I don't know. It was, we went with Dan's whole family. And um, I like traveling with them, but they don't like to, I don't know, like they have their um, specific things that they like want to do. And they're very like, well, that's not cool. So I don't want to do it. I don't know. I like to experience everything except Let's for the stupid walking go. dead thing. Yeah. Um, I will relate to you anytime I have free. <laughs> okay. Sounds good. Uh, with a new job, I don't know what my sort of flexibility will be for a while anyway. Yeah, that's true. So, uh, I saw one other crazy thing uh, that I have on my notes. So okay. for Katie Bear's birthday, I got her tickets to see Fleetwood Mac. And that was like a fun show. Like, I don't love Fleetwood Mac. They have a couple songs I know that I like. A lot of it was like, I don't know what this is. Mm-hmm. But uh, during one of the songs, it went into a drum solo as... You know, unfortunately, a lot of bands like to do. And it's an evening with set, so they got to, like, kind of pad things. Like, Katie told me one of their songs was drugged out for, like, ten minutes or something. Um, and it was not necessary. But they did the song that had a drum solo. And their drummer is, I think we looked up, and he's 72 or 74 years old or something like that. Uh, Mick Fleetwood. He's, he can still fucking throw down on a drum set. He does have, like, a percussion guy that... Uh, you know, helps out and does some symbols and accents some stuff. But his drum solo was one of the weirdest things I've ever seen. <laughs> he turned on a headset mic so you could hear him like yelling stuff and saying stuff as he was drumming. But he has a very, very thick British accent that I can't quite figure out where it's from. But when he's yelling and excited and playing drums, it's just incoherent nonsense. <laughs> so, and he, the, what he's actually playing isn't that impressive. I guess it's impressive that he's. 70 something doing this and yelling at you because at one point he's just like and like he kind of like does it again and like stops it but doesn't yell so i guess the audience is supposed to do it and it not everyone does it the first time so it's like maybe a third of us going uh like are we supposed to jump in here did you say something what's happening so he does that a few times and then he kind of starts making noise the crowd makes it back he goes and the crowd goes that was funny (laughs) i like that a lot actually uh, and then he, he, his like second drummer guy does like a percussion solo. So he's like playing cymbals with his hands and like bongos and stuff. And Mick Fleetwood stands up from behind the drum set, grabs a bongo and starts prancing around the stage, just beating the shit out of it and going up to microphones that like Stevie Nicks and, uh, all the other singers have and just starts tapping it into their microphones and running around. And then he gets back on the jump set and starts screaming, unleash the hounds, unleash the hounds. <laughs> and does like this kind of drum fill and then just ends. And then they finish the song. Like that didn't happen. And it was so <laughs> fucking strange. And what uh, were the expressions of the other people on stage at that time? Oh, most of them are gone. They like, he starts doing his <laughs> drum solo and they leave the stage. 
Like, <laughs> it's pretty common, unless it's like a minute long solo that if there's going to be extended solo, everyone fucking leaves. Uh, when That's I saw cool. Black Sabbath, like, all, their guy who's not really in Black Sabbath but drums with them, drummed with them, uh, he's a very good drummer. He had a much more interesting, technically, solo, but it was boring because he wasn't screaming or doing anything other than playing drums really well. Um, <laughs> he got maybe 15 minutes where it was just him up there alone. But this guy, he had a percussion guy with him. Eventually, someone played keyboards. So when he was prancing around, there was some, something more to it. And then slowly people started coming back up, and then they finished the song. But for the most part, it was just him and percussion guy. And it was it was weird. Like, I leaned over to Katie. I'm like, what the fuck is he saying? What is happening here? How did she like it? Oh, she hated the drum solo. She, loved, <laughs> she, she doesn't like really most solos, drum, guitar. If it's just someone on stage showing how good they are, it's boring. Uh, I kind of yeah. get it. If it's longer than, like, two or three minutes i'm just like all right cool how many sweep our pages are you gonna do oh more great cool cool <laughs> oh cool oh you did a triplet and you're doing some off time signature while you're doing this time signature over here that's very impressive but you don't have to do that i've heard you throughout the rest of the set when you're also playing just as well yeah that's how i feel about them but having said that Whatever. i would see buckethead again when i saw him it was just him on stage with the drum machine and then he gave us toys I mean, there are toys, so I'm sure that sways you a little bit. <laughs> That's how I get through. That's how I get by. <laughs> I'll, I'll suffer through anything if at the end I get a little treat. I feel like you shouldn't say that out loud. Why? That's <laughs> that's employment. That's employment. I mean, that's <laughs> fair. <laughs> Whatever. Um, do you have anything else? Uh, not really. I was about to ask you the same thing. So, I have three recommendations. You have recommendations? I have recommendations. Fuck, I should probably teach people something then. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm looking around. Okay, I got one. Okay. So, uh, at the Aquaman premiere, um, Jason Momoa led a whole bunch of people in a haka dance, which is the Polynesian war dance. And I would highly recommend you go watch it. Okay. It's not only very stimulating, <laughs> but it's also just like super <laughs> impressive. And like uh, he he's teaching his daughter Haka as well, and it's like primarily a boy thing. So I think that's pretty cool. Cool. Uh, so yeah, go watch that. And then I've been playing Pillars of Eternity, which is kind of like if you want to play D and D but you don't have people to play D and D with, it's a really good game. Uh, so go play that. Cool. And <laughs> don't you have people uh, to play D and D with? I'm sure I do, but I don't have time. Oh, okay. Instead, I have time to sit on my computer for like six hours at a time and play All myself. Right. I have something to tell you. You absolutely have time, it sounds like. Whatever. Okay. I like to be alone more than I like to play D&D &D with people. Sure, sure, sure. I okay. guess, I I guess that. that's... Anyway, and then uh, me and Dan started watching Norsemen, which is a great fucking show. I Have you seen it? Nope. Okay, so it's a Netflix original, and it's, like, all these Swedish people, and they're pretending to be, well, they're pretending. <laughs> <laughs> the premise of the show is that they're Vikings, right? And um, it, it, it's basically, like, this is how shitty things were, and um, it's, like, super dark humor, and it's great and amazing. Like, I, I just, 
I don't really know how else to describe it. It's dry. It's, uh, there's a lot of, like, toilet humor, but also a lot of, like, gore humor and a lot of, um, just, like, there's things that they do to play on, like, Norse ideals. It's, it's kind of an interesting study into what other cultures find funny, but, uh, I would highly recommend it because you and I find the same things funny. So, <laughs> all right, what's it called again? Yeah. Norse, Norseman, Norseman. Well, my thing that I'm teaching you is I grabbed uh, this book I have never opened that I got at the thrift store called the Encyclopedia of Witchcraft and Demon Demonology. Yeah. And um, <laughs> on pay, it is by Russell Hope Robbins. I think that's those are the authors that put this together. Anyway, so site or source decided. Uh, on page four sixty one, uh, there is a section called "Sexual Relation with Devils." According oh. to the confessions extracted from witches by the courts, women attending sabbats uh, always had sexual intercourse with the devil. Uh, theologians accepted the reality of intercourse between humans and the devil either as male <laughs> incubus or as a female succubus, and debated on the nature of the devil. So. Uh, Part of witchcraft apparently is boning the devil. Uh, that's what you do for your facts, right? You just grab the first book you see and open to a page. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I'm terrible at uh, educating. <laughs> so, um, what? No, you go. What? Uh, I was just going to say my thing. So. All right. I have an extra, extra recommendation too. So. Okay, great. <laughs> so um, one of the cases that I had for international contracts was um, this German lower court case where these people in I think they were in Ethiopia which makes it so much worse <laughs> um, so they had a place of business I think in Ethiopia and then there's a port in Mombasa which is like northern Africa pretty sure hopefully I'm not an asshole okay. <laughs> uh, um, and the people from Germany shipped the products to Mombasa and the person who was receiving the goods did not inspect them until they reached Ethiopia, which was like three weeks later. And this guy was also like super sick. Um, so he didn't like have the means to arrange all that kind of stuff. And, um, they were non-conforming goods. They were just like, so he had bought like these old used shoes, right? <laughs> and apparently the quality was so crappy that he actually sued because <laughs> they were just not good enough shoes to resell. So uh, he sued the people in Germany and the German court was like, Nabra, when, it, <laughs> when your shoes arrive at port, you have to inspect them there. Um, so it's basically just the German court being an asshole to people in Africa, which I think we all could see coming. Uh, the one thing I would guess that was incorrect about that was that, um, they probably said nine, bro. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> worth it. Duly noted. <laughs> uh, for my recommendation, it's, uh, a, a musician who's been getting like a lot, a lot of accolades lady lately and, uh, rightfully so. Uh, she was the album of the year for Pitchfork, which means she's hipster garbage, but she's amazing. Uh, <laughs> her name is Mitski, and she has an album called Be the Cowboy, and I might be able to play some of it. 
so it's it's kind of just like fun indie weirdness, and it reminds me a lot of like early Saint Vincent. Okay. And I've been enjoying it quite a bit. And uh, I might listen to that actually. Yeah, so it's called Be the Cowboy. She has another album called Puberty 2, which is a cool album, but sounds like a nightmare uh, to experience. <laughs> Both albums I have, and they're, they're very good. And I've been slowly just finding more of her stuff and becoming obsessed more and more with uh, what she do. So, Mitski, Be the Cowboy. She's the artist you won't be able to escape for a while. <laughs> Who's not like, I don't know. That's like so creepy. Oh, my God. <laughs> I mean, she's just going to keep popping up, getting bigger and bigger. Like, right. the day after I, f- I found out about her, I found out she was playing the Warfield. I'm like, oh, cool, maybe I'll go. Oh, this has been sold out for months. Never mind. Damn. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. So well, Good on her. Yeah. <laughs> Showing people how music goes. Uh, <laughs> so that'll do it for this episode, I believe. Uh, thank you for listening. If you want to talk to us, you may do so by emailing blipcast at gmail.com. We are on Facebook at facebook.com slash blipcast. Twitter at Blipcast. I'm at Ovacord. She's at Lady Laumi's. Goodbye. Farewell. Goodbye. You think your people? You think your people are watching you through your webcam? Yeah, my people. Who are my people? <laughs> I don't know. Any people, I guess. Some appointed people or not appointed people that are spying on you. Well, that sounds super exciting. I feel like if someone wants to tap into my webcam, they're just going to be really disappointed. It's going to yeah. be me struggling to learn a song on guitar and then they're going to move on to the next account. <laughs> like, this guy's terrible. They might find enjoyment in it. I don't know. Maybe they'll, like, rip off your your tunes and sell them <laughs> as their own. Not my tunes, my precious, precious <laughs> tunes. Your Honor, those are one of my tunes. <laughs> Is that the point in which I call you to help me protect my tunes? Absolutely. All right. I will help you protect your tunes. Are you on retainer? What's retainer? Help me. Uh, yeah, I can totally be on retainer. Cool. It's like a monthly fee that you pay me just so that I will take your cases whenever you have them. Uh, so shit. it's good for me. Kind of shitty for you. <laughs> well, uh, okay. That means I should probably start taking some cases. Is there a way to get into trouble, have you on retainer, and make money? Or is this like fraud or scam or something? This is, I mean, it, I wouldn't say it's fraud. It's probably fraudulent on my part if I, like, tell you how to do that. <laughs> <laughs> but you know how. <laughs> uh, I'd have to think about it. I don't know. I do not presently know. No. That's the answer <laughs> to your question. You're being very clinical right now. <laughs> Covering yourself. I understand. Well, shall we start? Yes. Is this number right? Hold on, let me double check the number. Okay. It seems like correct, but also not correct. You know how things go like that. Yeah, bum, bum. The blip ringtone stuck in my head now. <laughs> well, I guess that's what it is. All right. Catbox Production.